Billy Bob? You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> when you hear the trippy music, you know what time it is. Trippy music, two o'clock time on Mutiny Radio means some call me Tim. Some call me Tim here at Mutiny Radio where I talk to people about God stuff. All right, um, we're supposed to have Travis. Travis is supposed to be here today. My great buddy from Benders and Counter Offer. He is a joy, a gem. 
a wonderment. Uh, he's going to bring some magic cards today, and we were going to open up some booster packs, have a good time, put together some stuff. He must not have gotten the message of what time to show up, and that's okay. Um, I can play the second hour from two weeks ago before he gets here where we were talking about menopause and Aaron Yabba Dabba Duga Doo Doo Lewis was with us and he mansplains feminism which is very very funny and fun and ridiculous uh <laughs> so it wasn't last week it was this week and I had a call in from Heather uh Wiggler uh, and that was great. And I get to see her up in Portland for the comedy festival that's going to be coming up. Let's see if this is where we are. Uh, let's see if we can make things work. Boop, boop, boop. Oh, that's what first I have to off, do. First I off, I love everybody already. I mean, that's not exactly true i don't love everybody already because there's a lot of bad people out there but um if you're uncomfortable just first off be comfortable and just <laughs> no 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 it's definitely a buddhist thing i agree too you have to I mean, be <laughs> but well, also work towards it like if, if 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 you're not i mean i like the thick woman I like the thick women. Good. Hell yeah. This is funny because Aaron was getting You're progressively bored drunk, so that's why this is funny. You and my mother are the only thin women I trust. <laughs> why don't you trust? This is very funny. Why don't you trust skinny women? Just because my friend that I used to live with for a long time always made a joke about that. Oh, okay. No, hey, it's I, fair enough. I, I trust thin women too, but I just like to say. No, hey, no, it's it's funny. I my, wouldn't. My, my, like, my... My old roommate, who I lived with for like five years, uh, it was like a 40-year-old black man now. He was like, I don't trust no thin women. <laughs> and I just like to repeat that. Yeah. But I do trust thin women. But I'm a skinny chef. It's hard to trust me. Also, now that I don't have a sense of taste or smell, I revealed that yesterday on the back patio. I was just saying, oh, yeah, it doesn't matter. I, can't, I lost my sense of taste or smell. And this guy looks at me and goes, but you work in a kitchen. And I was like, I know, psychotic, isn't it? Because Everybody I can't... who works in a kitchen is either like overweight or too thin. I yeah, I guess. I'm not too thin though. I'm I've always been exactly I think you're the right perfect, size. Fam. Thank you. That's really sweet. I don't want you to worry. I don't want any if anybody out here is listening, um, you're perfect. If you want to make an improvement on your body, that's fine. I don't have a place of judgment. Um, just feel comfortable in your own skin. I can't judge. I want to. I want to be heavier. I want to be like a fucking like one seventy like boxer like. And I used to be like ten pounds heavier when I surfed every day. Oh, you used to surf every day. That's very uh, like in. That's totally works with the water is God kind of situation. Oh, totally. You're dude, riding God, dude. The ocean is like. Definitely like godly, right? Yeah, and like it gives you pain and it gives you pleasure. Sure. Like, uh, but uh, I got I got hit by a car a couple years ago, oh. and like it just shattered my elbow, and like I can only paddle for like thirty oh, minutes now, wow. and then um, I don't 
really surf anymore. That sucks. Jonathan doesn't. Jonathan used to surf like every day, multiple times a day. He used to that used to be like his whole life. Dude, that was that was like what I lived for. Yeah. for a while. Right, it's uh, God right there. It, dude. I know, and you feel powerful, and you feel in control. Now I'm sounding as articulate as a surfer, um, because surfers, for the most part, surfers are not uh, talkers, because they just like to sit in the water and surf. But um, Uh, let's uh, let's play. Uh, We're getting our phone call to talk about menopause, but let's play a song that you like in the interim here. Uh, a song I like? Yeah, something that a song that you like that's on the uh, Hawkwind organ accumulator. We're gonna we're gonna get to our phone call in just a minute, but we're gonna play a song that our first guest, Aaron Lewis, comedian and wrestling enthusiast, as he's telling us uh, about. And then we're gonna talk to our oh, Meek Mill. We're gonna talk How's to our life? phone call. We're gonna talk about menopause because I just. Start going through it. I haven't had my period since the last day I played. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about menopause yeah. and premenopause. Oh, it's, because it's we, all the same, I think. I don't um, know. Because we at Mutiny Radio are about all people. And 50% of the people. 50% of the world's population go through <laughs> menopause. So And we don't talk about it's and like we don't talk about secret. it, and it's bullshit. And everyone goes like, oh, you're not sexy anymore. You look this way or that. And I'm like, how come when guys get older, everyone's like, oh, yeah, they're still sexy. And when women get older, they're like, oh, your vagina gets all dry. But we still have a clitoris, you assholes. Like, we still can be, we can have lots of sexual pleasure, can't we? Why do we, like, demonize this old crone idea? Um, but before we get to that, we're going to play a song so we can do a little stuff in the interim. So, uh, Aaron Lewis. What, what song was it? I don't know. What did you want to play? Uh, but he's going to be on Mutiny's Comedy oh, Clubhouse this Friday, uh, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Type it in, and, and we'll get it going. Comedian. Anything you want. Anything, anything you want. want. Anything you want. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, Mutiny Radio, and then we're going to get to the to the second hour here in just a second, because I'm really, really excited about um, talking with our special guest about menopause, who we're going to get to in just a second, but we're going to play this song in the interim because we are live here at Mutiny Radio on Some Call Me Tim, the second hour with the trippy music. We're going to play About That Life, yeah, About That, about that Life here, and... We're gonna. There it is. Rubber band OG about that life. Oh my goodness. Oh no. Here we go. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, and everybody else out there. When last year I spent more money on spilled liquor and virus from one side of this world to the other than you made. You talking to the Rolex? Right there, you ain't about that life. You ain't about that. That price tag, you ain't about that. That bitch you love, but we pop that. That shit you talk, you ain't about that. 
keep your chain. My niggas don't want that blast. Niggas keep talking about they got me. Niggas keep talking about they got weed. Niggas keep talking about they got skill. He alright, he not real. Got a little flow, that's cool with me. Got a little dough, that's cool with me. Got a little white, little jewelry. Them self made niggas. Alright, on the phone. We have fellow. Uh, hi, introduce yourself. This hi. is. Hi, I'm Heather Weigler. Heather Weigler. I'm a, nice to meet you. Yeah. I'm a, nice to meet you too. Awesome. I'm a perimonopausal woman in Portland, Oregon. Oh, I'm so glad you called. How how long have you been going through this? Uh, I think it started right before I turned 40. It's kind of hard to know because you know perimenopause is a years long process that the female body goes through um, so that it can stop giving a fuck about what other people think. That, I think, is the end, end goal. Hell um, yeah. At least, <laughs> at is least it, for me, it is. Is it, is it um, just for people who, because I don't even know what's going on. It's I've run out of eggs, right? Is that what's happening? My ovaries? Yeah, it's actually not so much about your how many eggs you have. It's more about the amount of hormones that are being produced by your ovaries. So it's basically the process of your ovaries shutting down the hormone factory. But before they do that, they go batshit crazy. Right. You can have really, really, really heavy and intense periods on the long march to having no periods. Huh. So I was probably going through that and didn't even know that that was happening. Because I was having heavy periods, but I attributed it to when I got my IUD. And so I yeah. thought, oh, I got the copper IUD. It's in there. That's why my periods got heavier. But really, it could have been all of those extra hormones. I haven't, I haven't had a period since August 7th was the last time I bled. And I, my underwear have never been happier. But I, I feel bet. like... Now I feel, now I feel like I'm going crazy. Like I feel like I'm like, I'm like, I've I've never been this like overtly sexual, like outwardly to people, like objectifying men and, and being like all like just hyper feeling like this hypersexuality. But at the same time, I feel like I'm shutting down and getting old and gross. That makes perfect sense to me because the way I understand it is the ovaries stop producing so much uh, estrogen and progesterone, but you're still producing some testosterone. So all of those traits that are associated with the male hormone, like sexual aggressiveness or whatever, they can come to the forefront because the nurturing, caretaking hormones have dropped off in their levels. And that's like a super oversimplification because I'm not a doctor, but I, I can tell you I care a lot less about other people now and I, I feel the same way that I'm much more aggressive sexually and much more like this is what I want in the situation I just don't care as much anymore about other people right and I think it has to do Hell with that yeah. hormonal shift We've got Aaron Lewis in here. That's got very the, my woman. He's got he's he's our token dude. He's like, I want to stick around and hear about menopause. No one talks about it. I'm, I'm sorry, I want to hear about menopause. Yeah, because like, I, uh, I it's not a subject that's talked about that often. So I I will. He'll 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 my woman us every once in a while. I will not talk too often. Cause <laughs> I do, that's that's probably. A good plan by you, I think. Uh, but, uh, a, my bad. Um, a, can, I, can I ask a question? Yeah. Are, are you in a relationship? Heather, are you in a relationship? Yeah, I'm married. Oh, I'm great. Married. Um, yeah. Has that any in? Uh, do you have children? 
Yeah, I have two children. They are uh, six and eight years old. Wow. Has that in any way affect? Like, has what was going on right now any in any way affected um, any of that? Any of those relationships? Yeah, the family dynamics or how you parent. Oh, absolutely. Because one of the side effects of this perimenopause is that you turn into a lunatic. Uh, I, I, oh. I have had some moments of like just full on rage and I, I can't stop it or I can't stop whatever I'm doing. But part of me, part of my mind is like, what the fuck's going on with you lady? Like calm right. it down. But I really, I literally cannot take control of myself. And so I think I could be, it could be pretty surprising for somebody who's normally even keeled to, kind of flip out like that and and so yeah i would say it's probably affected both my husband and my my children i've had to apologize to my children being like i'm sorry i got so mad that you didn't put your shoes on and well i remember it wasn't really about you i remember my mother when she was in her 40s and we we were getting in so many fights and things were so like strange and aggressive and difficult and but nobody no one ever talked about menopause no one's ever talked to me about this and said, hey, this is going to happen. You're going to get hyper aggressive. You're going to be weird to people for no reason. You're going to be sexually aggressive to people sometimes. Like, I, I mean, I, I, um, I think I sexually harassed the mailman the other day. Uh, it was what he had his, he had his shirt sort of open. So maybe he was asking for it, but I'm just, but I, I said to him, I said, oh, I wish I hope that the mailman come out with a calendar and put you in it. And I kind of went, I'm like, gave him a wink and he smiled. And then I was like, I kept walking down the street and I'm like, if a guy would have said that to a woman, that would have been terrible. But for some reason, do I get a pass because of menopause? Like, what are the rules Well, I think you get a pass because of patriarchy. (laughs) Okay. You get a pass um, of every bad thing that men have ever done to every single woman so well and i don't know it just starts it's making me think about like life and my part in it and i never had any kids and not that i want to have kids but all of a sudden now i'm like oh my god should i have had kids and and who am i as a person and and did i not use my womanly parts and like all of these sort of like esoteric questions are just flipping around in my brain and it it's it's just making me feel really anxious also and it's weird not having a period it's weird and i lost my sense of taste and smell and i heard that that's pretty normal Uh, that hasn't happened to me that sounds maybe maybe it would help me with my bingo wings that i'm developing because also your metabolism slows down oh no so maybe if you don't want to eat as much (laughs) that kind of balances it out i don't know how that works but i i definitely relate to what What's, what, what's a bingo wing? You said a bingo wing. A bingo so wing? Well, just bingo. imagine a bingo parlor full of grannies, and one of them hits bingo, and their arms shoot up in the air, and oh. she screams, bingo, bingo, and then oh she flies away. Oh, my God, that's hilarious. Bingo wings. Uh, yeah, I'm worried about that, too. Yeah, that's definitely been a problem for me. And I uh, similarly, nobody had prepared me for what was going to happen. I went to my doctor thinking, i got to have ovarian cancer or something. This is not right. I'm a hormotional mess. My periods are painful on a new level. They're unpredictable. I'm getting fat even though I'm not eating and I'm exercising more. What's happening? And my doctor was like, yeah, that sounds all pretty normal. You should probably buy some new pants. That was her advice to me. Oh, my God. Um, (sighs) 
that's what she did when what she about, went like, perimenopause. Are there are there food supplements? Are there can I eat better? Like what can I do? Like take I don't know well, marshmallow cotton exercise. I think exercise is the one thing that has helped me with the night sweats and insomnia. I've noticed a real difference between exercising and not exercising in that way. I'm having tons Um, of reverse insomnia in that I'll go to bed at night, no problem. But then I wake up at like five in the morning and there is nothing I can do to get back to sleep. Like falling asleep isn't the issue. It's waking up on the other end and not, I mean, I used to be able to wake up and be like, oh, I'm going right back to sleep. And now I'm like, oh. Okay, I guess I'm up. And then yeah. I, and then maybe in the afternoon I can kind of maybe pull a nap if I can, but not really. I'm just sort of working on less sleep and not I'm going to bed earlier, but then I still wake up in the morning. It's like it's weird. Yeah, well, and the doctor would tell you, stay hydrated. Sleep sleep on a schedule. Don't smoke, don't drink exercise all the all the boring things that you should do to be healthy anyway is right. what they tell you to do for menopause um I but i think it's pretty like, outrageous that half of the world's population goes through this experience and the best advice the medical establishment can give us is invest in bigger pants that's bigger not pants. okay that's not okay that's ridiculous wait, wait, are we just not putting any money into research about menopause is it is it that we i mean because all everyone goes through but no and then no one talks about it and people even online when i put this out people are like they don't want to i think there's this stigma about not being able to have babies anymore that we don't want to talk about because somehow that makes us not makes us not sexy anymore or something and so the idea of losing our sexiness it's like nobody talk about it keep it under wraps don't say a goddamn thing because we're we're all so scared and embarrassed of potentially not feeling attractive to other people. As a doctor from the 1950s, I think y'all <laughs> should switch to camel lights. Okay? <laughs> yeah. It's all your fault. Uh, you guys are doing everything wrong. Um, you're not getting the food on the table when I get home. <laughs> I like I hope that comes off as a joke. No, like, I'm well at that uh, no one was talking about it in the fifth no one's in the concept that no one's talking about it uh, now, I can't imagine the fifties. I right. I think it's very apparent that there's like a war on women in this country. Um like so different subject uh, well, kind of the same subject, but um we're talking about uh, menopause, but when you are like when you do like have your cycle, um, like tampons are taxed because <laughs> Congress has deemed that that's a non-essential item, so you still pay tax on that, and like I like. That's true, and it supports the cotton industry. Why? I'm, Who decided I'm that to we're be supposed a woke to? White boy and be like, yeah. Why are they taxing tampons? Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's hey, I, I I agree with that. But then why even? Why I don't even I never used tampons. And when I was a kid, I always felt weird because people were like, you don't use tampons. I'm like, I don't want to shove something inside my body. I always felt it, and I'd be walking around and I'd be like. I feel this weird thing inside of me. And so I just sort of always preferred to be like, let it flow, baby. Because 
You never use like pads or uh, no? I, well, I used I used recyclable pads that I wash in the um in the washing machine. So I like bleed onto a real oh, rag, I and mean, then pad, I wash that. I, mean, I called you Pad. <laughs> Pam. Uh, but now I don't have to invest in any of that anymore. So I, it's all that. Free I need stuff. to shut up because well, I have nothing to add to this. No, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Uh, You're trying. So You're trying to be woke. Menopause I, I, is technically woke, but, defined uh, as the. Uh, having not having a period for 12 months so you're still in perimenopause okay. until you hit that 12 month mark bleed free wow so and then that's prepare that's actual menopause and then what does that right. mean then you just don't have period anymore it just so you're meno- done it's menopause like your, your hormone level stabilized from what i understand but um yeah you don't you don't have a period so, you're not as crazy so menopause you, uh, isn't the problem menopause is the goal the, right, so right. Menopause is the goal, exactly. But we, but so I'm like, well, I'm starting. So I'm perimenopausal, which means that. So any woman who does no longer has a period is in menopause. Right. If she hasn't had a period for 12 months, she's in menopause. Wow. And that just so an 80 year old woman is technically in menopause. Yes. Wow. See, I didn't even know any of this stuff. Like, like that. It's the lead up to that, which is what's causing all the craziness. Yeah. Well, and I think it's real. Again, it does go back to patriarchy because there's a taboo around menstruation in general. And I think that we're doing a good job as a society breaking that down a little bit, having jokes about it. Women are much more comfortable talking about it. But, you know, a lot of us still will shove the tampon up our sleeve when we're walking to the office bathroom. We're not like, I'm going to go change my tampon now. We don't we don't want people to know because there's still this taboo shame thing around menstruation. And it's even worse around perimenopause because now you have a job probably in a family. Maybe you have a relationship and you're supposed to be maintaining all these things and being this boss lady. Meanwhile, your interior life is insane. Right. So people don't want to admit that, I think. Right. And I also don't want to. And I think that our society also goes, well, just take some pills and you'll be fine. Like if you take these pills or those pills and I don't, I don't like to medicate pharmaceutically. That's just not my game. So yeah, like, well, and they they used to try that. They had hormone replacement therapy for women to help ease them through this process, but mm-hmm. it was found that that correlates pretty strongly with increased ovarian and breast cancer risk. Oh, which I don't I don't want to deal with that either. Oh my god. Well, when I first started this, that's the first thing I thought was, "Oh my god, I haven't had a period in 3 weeks. Am I pregnant?" And I was like, "No, I have an IUD." So that's impossible. Peed on a stick just for fun. Not pregnant. And I was like, what's going on? Am I sick? You know, do I, and no, it's just, I, and I thought I was like, I'm 45. I'm so young. What the fuck is going on? But to hear that you started at 41, I'm like, wow. So I'm sort of, you're still on the early side. Some women can, you know, have periods all the way into their sixties, but, um, it's not completely out of the bounds of normal. Right. What else can I expect here? The hot flashes I've been getting, it. I mean, I've never sweat so much for no reason ever. Let me mansplain, Pam. <laughs> Let me mansplain until you're, you're 100% okay. 
Yeah? Are you going to do it? Because uh, <laughs> I don't know anything about this. Oh, sorry. Because I, I, I don't know anything about this. I know a man and a mansplaining, but oh, you're, you're, I, fine. You're, you're fine. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. I'm yeah. fine. Uh, uh, let me tell you everything I know about the female anatomy. Is that a lot? <laughs> no, nothing. Nothing? Yeah. Nothing. No yeah. idea. <laughs> I, and no, I know I, I know how to make a girl come, but like that's not a, what we're talking about. Well, so, but, but. And, and that's the thing, too, though, is that there's so much of this stigma around menopause, which is like women get this old, dusty vagina. But that's just like, I guess, the interior part, which you can use lubes and do things, and that's not a problem. But really... Like, we've given up all that stuff to dudes for so long. I mean, it's time for you to work on the clitoris, boys. Like, we Wait, still have a uh, fine working sexual right. organ downstairs. Hell yeah. And all of that. Hell yeah. But all of the stigma surrounding, a lot of the stigma around sexuality and menopause is that you're going to dry up and be gross. And it's like, oh. Did you used oh, to work on it or did you used to fuck on your period? Oh, all the time. Yeah, I like, I like. There's extra lubrication. It's fine. It's not anything, a big deal. Like, Put down a towel. Anybody you have been with has been like more horny on their period. Of course, it know? can actually like, alleviate cramping. Yeah, it alleviates cramping. Yeah, it's great. Like, just like the craziness. Uh, sorry. I No, I, if you have I sex. I apologize because I, well, I did it again, but I interrupted you. No, no, no. And, like, Mansplain like, away. I'm, I'm mansplaining. I'm a bad person. No, you're uh, fine. <laughs> um. But you're yeah, doing like, fine. You know it. So yeah, you, he's, he's I, at least well, yeah, I act good. like I know it. Like he has long hair, like a lady. He understands a little bit of what we go through. I totally act like I know everything about the human body. But, uh, Se- um. Sex on periods, though, used to be a very taboo thing too. But you just put down a towel; it's no big deal. And if you have at the it's, very beginning, it's good for you though, because it, it is. It, it, it alleviates the cramps. And if you and, if uh, you have it at the beginning of your cycle, you can actually make your cycle be shorter because you stimulate that area, and it just like kind of flows out. So hey, ladies, I don't. Yeah, it's, it's not like, happening to me it's anymore. Not like but men give a shit. Like, well, but they we men, is it that like, we think they do? Men will fuck a dog. Oh, like, <laughs> men will fuck anything. Like, but, I mean, I won't. But then, but even like, in that statement, it somehow subjugates certain. It says that I'll fuck anything. So, uh, ugly women or I mean, it's like, but we want to kind of move away from that objectification point of that. You know, women no, are agree. only sexual beings I, when I, they're I, this I age or they're that or. No, no, I agree, and I don't want that to like. I don't want that to be a thing. I'm just saying, like, men will literally fuck anything, though. And But you're the future. You're a 28-year-old man, so at least you know in this conversation that this is going to happen. And I hope that you find women over 40 sexy, because here's the other problem. I do find men, men over, over 40, 40 sexy, like... But when when dudes are over 40 and they're on their... T- like, I have a buddy who, like, tinders and grinders or does all that, whatever they are. I don't know what the apps are. But he's like, yeah, I date women that are 21 to, like, you know, 35. And I'm like, so you don't even include women in your own age range in your dating profile? Like, stuff that you're looking for? That, that was his limit is 35. Yeah, he's a 42-year-old 40, dude, and he, his whole dating profile is 21 to 35-year-old women. And I'm like, you piece of dog shit. Like, what? What the fuck? Not just for. How old is he again? Forty-eight. Forty-one. Forty-one. Um, and that's totally yeah, acceptable. He was a piece of dog shit. But if, uh, like, a woman when she's 44, 45, puts her age range like 21 to 29, is everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, you're gross. You're." Bleh, bleh. I mean, I I don't know. I it's the double with standard. Forty-three year old woman when I was twenty-three. Mm. 
Um, How was that? Uh, it, it, it wasn't bad. <laughs> no. <laughs> it, it was pretty good. Like, it was pretty good. She was very accommodating. Um, but, like... I find myself getting less accommodating. Like, I'm like, um, but deal like, with my She needs. had a daughter that was, like, four years younger than me. Um, it wasn't bad, though, but, like, I just... You know, it wasn't going anywhere. Mm. Like, we fucked a couple times, and then that was it. Well, and I go. think that's all right, though. Yeah, sure. Yeah, she like, was just done with you. That's she okay. She was just done with you. That's funny. I, I, you know, I, I think we were both just done with each other, you well, know? That's good. I, you know, we were just like to, a 23-year-old that, like, had to bust a nut, you know? Back to, like, back to Heather. I horny, you know, and I fucking ba- back wanted to, to leave. Like. Back, back to Heather. Um, how long have <laughs> you been married? How long have you been married? I've been married uh, 13 years wow. next month, and we were together 10 years before that. So I've been with one guy for a really long time. And Congratulations. How, how accommodating is has he been through this change? He's been really accommodating, and he's gotten smarter as he goes along because he used to try to maybe interrupt some of the menop- perimenopausal tantrums mm. by saying things like, are you, are you doing okay? Oh. You seem like you're really hot right now, that sort of thing. And now yeah. he realizes that he should not say anything until it's over. Sure. Cause I can't hear you in that space when, when, right. you know, I'm, I'm not in control of myself basically or my emotions. So don't try to come at me with information to reform i'm not going to do it then and that's a really i i would give that tip to anybody who is uh partnered with somebody who is experiencing perimenopause just kind of give them space to have whatever crazy ass feelings they seem to be having and if you want to have a conversation about it find another time later right because but now i feel like how do i because i've been having these tantrums like i've been tantruming and and the problem is that I have a radio station, so I do it in sort of a public manner, and I just want to learn how to maybe define the triggers, and then, because it doesn't help me. Like, the the tantrums that I've been having, like, if I explain it later, like, you guys, I'm going through menopause. They're like, fuck your face. We don't care. I'm hanging out with a bunch of 26-year-old comedians. They don't have empathy for my hormonal changes. So it's, it it becomes... um, you know, it's recumbent upon myself to notice that these things are happening and then try to somehow augment my behavior. And I, I don't, I, maybe I should just lock myself in a closet when this is happening and like scream into a pillow. I don't know if there are any coping mechanisms that you can share. I have just left the room and I, that's not something I've ever done before this time in my life, but there have been moments where I can feel I'm a, I'm going to explode and I know that it's just going to be better if I walk outside and take some deep breaths. So I'll yeah. find myself doing that okay. quite a bit, just leaving. And it's, disruptive to whomever you're talking to it's weird for my children because they're like wait a second she was pissed off and now she's gone what's happening i don't know what to take from this encounter um so i do try to go back in and finish whatever i started in a reasonable sane way but i think sometimes the only thing to do is just let yourself go through it and give your space self space to do that and i i'm sad that people aren't more accommodating because when teenagers are going through puberty, everyone's just like, oh, yeah, you know, puberty. Sure. They get a pass. Yeah, that 13-year-old's an asshole, but he's got testosterone happening. So, 
he'll, he'll so get all over it. Well, forgiven, the same is yeah. true. You know, the same is true here. So we should have some grace around that as well. And we need to be talking about it because so many women now are having babies between the ages of 36, 37, 38, 39, 40, 41, even 42. And then you have a baby and then suddenly you go through perimenopause and you've got a baby and you're trying to deal with that. And you've got, the, I mean, it, I mean, are we all supposed to be super women? Like we're just supposed to, that's the other thing. I feel like on your road to crondom, and I hate that word crone, but on your way, it should be like on your way to being a wise woman and, and helping the community and, and serving others without your uterus involved, and, you know, helping and being a, being a mother to all your neighbors and friends. and children. Instead of thinking of it in this positive light or even learning how to deal with it in that way, it's like, hide it. Don't say right. anything. It's like, can't you just shut up about it? Can't you just be like every other woman for the past millions of years that just doesn't say anything and just bites the bullet and just, and I'm like, no, I want to talk about it. I don't understand why women just have to subjugate themselves all the time to the, to the emotions and wills of men. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Is my, is my tantrum disturbing you? Is me like my life changing and everything inside me going wacko? Is that, is that not on your schedule? Like I get kind of up in arms about it. Like I'm yeah. just supposed to constantly change my behavior to please other people. And I feel well, like I and did that as a We're child. in a society where men can do that. A Supreme Court nominee sat in Congress and had a tantrum, and everyone's like, look how tough he is. You know what I mean? So uh, there's also a double standard you're dealing with and how your behavior is received. And if you were a man having that tantrum, people maybe wouldn't dismiss it in the same way. They'd say, he's got a need that needs to be met. I'm right, dismissing or, anything that you said. <laughs> I a hundred percent no. I, I I feel bad for even talking right now. Because you're hundred percent right. You're hundred percent right, Pam. Um, I just it's the the, the, the patriarchy. It's, the patriarchy makes women shut up when we're litter when we're little. We're supposed to take a dick in the mouth and we're supposed to be like, I love blowjobs. Yeah, I love having a dick in my mouth shoved down my throat. That's my favorite thing. And then it's like, then you're old and it's like, let me shove my dick in your mouth so that you can't talk. You're like, rah, rah, rah. you're trying to say something like, I feel menopausal, but you can't with that huge dick in your mouth. It's like, when when does the patriarchy get off of us? And then even when you're an old crone look at thus spoke zarathustra by nietzsche there's a whole chapter that's like if you see an old woman in the street beat her with a stick and it's like what whoa (laughs) pam you're not wrong (laughs) you're not wrong pam and And i agree 100 percent with you and like i like i feel bad but also damn it it's because he's he, uh, Aaron's. Aaron's here drinking a little whiskey. He's starting to. He's starting to. The the slippery no, threads of thought it's, are it's a, it's, it's falling out of his grasp. Slope, but it's just like it's just, <laughs> you, you, you can't absolve like you know. We can't absolve thousands of years of patriarchy in one hour of some call me Tim, but we can try. And well, and I, I think that you're that, doing basically like, what we need to do, which is having more conversations about it. I try, I'm trying to work on some bits in stand-up comedy about going through perimenopause. I'm going to tell you, they're not necessarily really well-received in roomfuls of 20-year-old young male comics. They don't really want to hear about it, but you know what? That means they need to hear about it even more. Are you, and are you doing jokes about it? Years. Do you have jokes? That? Have you been doing jokes about perimenopause? 
Yeah, I'm trying. I'm, I'm working on some material. Yeah. Good. I am too. I am too because I, I feel like if we don't talk about it, who else is going to talk about it? That's right. Yeah. So you're a comic up in Portland. I'm going to be up there for the Ha Ha Harvest Festival. I'm really excited about that. Yeah, it's going to be a great festival. The yeah. people who put it on are amazing, and the, I've seen some of the lineup so far. I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be here because oh. it's uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah. So, but I am going to probably send a tape into the Mutiny Radio Comedy you Festival. You are, Heather. I'm I so am. excited. That's great. I love Portland. I love everyone from Portland, and I love everything you guys are doing up there in your comedy scene. I think it's it's everything I wish San Francisco could be, and I. I only say that because I visit it, and I'm sure you treat, I don't know if you treat each other different than you treat visitors, but you treat visitors like like beautiful gifts from the heavens. Like, I felt like the golden child there. So, everything, everyone's so nice, and you have audiences, and <laughs> I mean, and there's like happy shows, like um, fucking Jaron George with his positivity show, or Optimism, yeah, or whatever. Optimism. Like, I love that you're just trying to be happy. And uh, I love Jenna Vesper. I love so many of your comedians up there. You guys are doing a great job. Yeah, there there are a lot of amazing people out here. And I, what I like about the Portland comedy scene is fairly welcoming to women. At least the women I've come across have been super cool. And women are easy are asked to be booked on shows all the time. Yeah, and that's amazing. And we don't tolerate punching down or racist, sexist bullshit. If somebody is peddling that, nobody here is buying it. Exactly. So that's a really special thing. That's that's Portland is amazing. So if you were to give me four tips on what I can do right now, that besides like, okay, I should exercise more. I walk a lot, but I should actually like go on a jog or something, do some push-ups, oh, sit-ups. But, but, but this is supposed to help with the with the insomnia. But if you had four tips to say, this can help you during this just crazy emotional weird time where all of this inside stuff is happening what would you what would you say that i should do um number one you probably already do it and that is smoke weed but i would focus on cbd because i found that cbd you know it's not intoxicating at all but it can definitely have a mood stabilizing effect that's my experience i'm not sure it works for everybody but i would put that high on the list of things to try out CBD. If you if you take a CBD tincture and you overdose, well not overdose, but you just take too much of it, then you can get really high. I talked to cats once when I took too much CBD. I took <laughs> I've like never a, tried that. I took like a hundred milligrams of C- CBD tincture, and I was I literally talked to my my and my heard, cat was answering. Uh, me. I heard hibiscus really helps. Hibiscus? Yeah, I heard it. I heard it helps with like hormonal imbalances. Hibiscus. Yeah. All right, I'll try it. Uh, and, I, and that works for males and females. Hibiscus. Yeah. It's a flower. Look it up. So number one, CBD, and that's a flower too. Uh, Heather, number two. I would talk to your doctor. Oh. Whatever symptoms you're having. Uh, I mean, I pushed and pushed that's and pushed. I went two. to doctor. Number one After is a, doctor. <laughs> number one's a fucking holistic weed. thing, but number two is doctor. Number two and, is doctor. Yeah, number two. Well, the reason is not every medical professional gives a shit. 
You know, you have to find the right one. Right. And I eventually found one that I got a procedure called an endometrial ablation, which is basically they cauterize the inside of your uterus. Whoa. Uh, so that you stop having these heavy periods. I know it sounds horrible. It was it was horrible for about two minutes, but I haven't had a real period since May. So it's been life-changing and amazing for me. Wow. Look into that if you're, okay. if you're bleeding heavily. I, I haven't. The thing is, I'm not bleeding at all. So I'm kind of waiting for this time where the next time I bleed, I feel like... Like it's going to be insane, right? Is that what happens? Like you didn't believe? Uh, yeah, I'm worried for you, Pam. Yeah, because I, <laughs> I haven't bled in like two months. So it's going to be like, I'm going to think I'm dying. But it's just that I haven't had a period in two and a half months. And my body's sort of stored up all that stuff. And it's yeah. going to come out. We just don't know when. That would be my guess. I hope that that, I hope you're the person who just boom it happens and you're done having your period and you never have to think about it again. But I would emotionally prepare for like your pussy to look like the elevator from The Shining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Talk. Well, we had two more to. Yeah, we have we have two more. And would you have a question? Did I ever want to? Like, did you ever want to, like, have a child? So when I was 32, I was married. And I was with my uh, ex-husband for 13 years. Obama with small dick. Yeah, he knows my yeah. jokes, so he knows. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was married to a, a, lovely, a lovely gentleman, but I, I, he was the only person I had sex with, so I didn't know that his uh, penis was not as large as everyone else said uh, black men's penises are. And that's fine. It that's nothing. crazy. You only had sex with him? Yeah. Before you were married? Yeah. Fuck, that's crazy. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I just, I didn't know. But um, we tried. I took, when I was 31, 32, I took all the prenatal drugs to get ready for it. And we were all ready to have a baby. And we'd been together for so many years. And it was time. And I was I was really ready for it. And then I injured myself. Um, I had to have a an ACL uh, reconstruction and I was crying so much and because they were like they were like it's okay I was like I'm not gonna be able to have children they're like no 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 you'll get out of surgery you'll wait eight months you can have a baby it's no big deal there's nothing wrong with your uterus this is your knee and I was like I don't think I'll be with my husband at that point <laughs> and I wasn't I ended up leaving him so the baby that we were gonna have was sort of a latch, last ditch effort to keep the marriage together and if we would have had one I'm certain that I'd still be living in San Diego and I'd have a um, now I guess 13 year old 12, 13 year old child and that would be my life but my life took a drastic change and that's fine um, but once I moved to San Francisco I didn't want to have a child because I, I didn't have a house or a car I was completely unstable I was a nanny I was drinking so whiskey during the day I mean but that's the thing is like now I think it's irresponsible for me to have a child because oh, yeah. of the lifestyle that I've taken and that I've adopted like having a kid right now what I'm going to have a kid in my studio apartment with me and my boyfriend that doesn't make any sense like what how do the what I got vaccinations and not drinking on Tuesday nights I, I mean I can't even imagine like babysitters and shot like but just all of it that is involved with having a kid I just don't see my lifestyle being that direction it could have in the past but just now you know not so much okay sorry, sorry Heather, for cutting you off so one uh, one is cbd two is see your doctor three yeah three um i will see if you're not having periods this is not going to help you but for any women out there or men who might want to get their women a gift uh i would recommend period underwear i'm with you about the 
tampons and pads. And by the way, they're not going to be able to manage whatever situation is happening for you in perimenopause. So I found, I just wear period underwear all the time now, just in case something crazy happens. Right, like Thinks or Spank. What are yeah, they called? They're called yeah, Thinks. Yeah, there's a, there's a ton of different brands now. Thinks was, I think, the first like real mainstream one. But um, I'm all about that. Like, we don't need to use any more disposable products. That's just, that's patriarchy plus capitalism oppressing us, you yeah. know? So I would invest in that. And then heating pads, those are my other tips. Uh, maybe pads. going outside and taking a breath. Because I don't know what to do about the insanity other than the CBD. Yeah. But those are some of the things that I've I've tried beyond exercise, which I really do think has helped. I, as much as I hate to say it, because I fucking hate to exercise, but it, it makes too. a difference. It makes a difference. Oh. I'm so scared. I'm scared for this period to eventually come and like where I am and what, what like, I'm like, it's going to be like the, ver- I remember the very first period that wasn't mine, but that I experienced through someone else. And I was in junior high and my buddy was wearing a white skirt and she stood up to do something on the board. And I rec- I was like, wow, there's a red spot on the back of her skirt. And I looked at her and I was like, I think you got your period. And she looked at me and she just with the, her eyes and I gave her my sweatshirt and she wrapped it around her waist and she wore it for the rest of the day and like figured out what to do with toilet paper in the bathroom. And she was mortified in the class, like all pointed and laughed. And it was like a carry moment. But... It was traumatic. It, it's like yeah. the trauma that you experience when it happens, when you're not ready for that when you're a kid. I, I feel like I'm going to experience that again of, you know, being at work and being like, oh, this is happening. I don't have, does anyone have a sweatshirt? I'm like shoving toilet paper <laughs> in my underwear and up my twat. Like, what am I going to do? I'm just sort of waiting for this. Like you said, the elevator yeah. of shining to come. Yeah, who knew that 45 would be so much like 13? Yeah, I feel like, I seriously feel like a 14-year-old girl right now, like with the whole boy thing. 14-year-old girl. 14-year-old girl. Well, no, because I've never been, and my my boyfriend is 11 years my junior, and he's hot and amazing and just gorgeous and wonderful, but I'm still like. He's hot and he's amazing. He is, but I still, I find myself like staring at young, hot guys, like at their arms and their thighs and their muscles and stuff. I'm like, oh my God. Like, and I'm feeling feelings. I'm feeling like tingly feelings in like my nether regions from like the fucking mailman. So it's, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm worried about, I feel like I might need to go to counseling to like shut down these feelings. Yeah. Because, but well, you said it's the testosterone. So I'm being, I'm being flooded with testosterone. Is that, well, it's not, it's not so much your testosterone is increasing. It's just that the other hormones, the female expressive hormones are decreasing. So testosterone seems stronger. It seems like it's, it's increasing. Just, yeah, it's more at the forefront. It's more in the mix of your hormonal equation. I see. Um, but um, I think you could have better sex for that reason. I yeah. mean, mind right. is the biggest sex organ. Right. I'm, I'm ready for it. I can't wait. Well, I know I have been having actually better sex, actually. My boyfriend, because I'm also, because I'm older, I'm like more comfortable with my body and like with my life and everything. So I'm, I'm more open to like sexually be more explorative maybe or I don't know I'm just more comfortable so things are getting better in that realm Aaron has a question Aaron you have a question did I have a question you did you forgot it already is it the testosterone Um, flooding your body that's making you not be able to think (laughs) 
Yeah, I'm a, I'm a regular dude that's got a lot of testosterone going through him, and I got I just got so much testosterone going through. Does that does that actually diminish for men when they get older? Is that what erectile dysfunction's about? Is that they have less testosterone? No, the only thing that diminishes for men is like the same thing they never had. Is like like the fucking weak, fucking person they are. They no, are I don't think you can blame eat. I can't. I don't think you can blame erectile dysfunction on people being weak. But I don't no, understand. Okay. There's so many uh, pills for sorry, it. Sorry for the person person I was talking on the mic. But also, um, if you're a guy, like, very, like, concerned about your own body, shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Is it you're too fine. easy for... Guys are fine. They, they're fine. Yeah. They'll be I mean, better. they're fine because of patriarchy, but menopause is a thing. Your testosterone menopause level will is drop thing. off. Menopause is I, a thing? Menopause is a thing. I didn't yep. know that. Menopause is a fake thing. Just no, fucking, there's just a wait. Let's eat, I eat better food. It's not as dramatic because it's not the shutting down of your entire reproductive system, but your your no, hormones no, you're, definitely decrease. Aaron, Aaron, I want to hear what Heather has to say about menopause because I'd never even heard of it as a thing. I've never even heard of it as a. Concept. Well, I don't know if that's a medical term, Pam, but yeah. um, and it's not as dramatic as as menopause because it's not like your reproductive capacity completely shuts down like it sure. does for women, but your hormone levels definitely drop off. Right. I mean, I, I you could be you could be a sexual being as an 80-year-old man, but you're not going to be able to go as often or as hard as a younger man, and that's there's a reason for that. It's related to your hormone structure. Right. Like Hugh Hefner okay, had three so girlfriends. Why? Levels will drop off for men, but it's not the same thing like as in women where they straight up can't like reproduce eggs. Right, um, right. Right. Uh, There's and that's a straight up scientific thing, and dudes that uh, fucking cry about like their T levels can fucking cry about it to their mothers, cause like, <laughs> um, I'm fine. You're 28 though; it's different. You're in the prime of your whole thing. Yeah, yeah, sure. But still. Isn't it funny how men, when they're in their prime now, are, like, just not ready for anything? I'm not in my prime. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I'm in, Whether or not I'm in my prime is not the issue. It's the issue that, like, men are being fucking douches all the time. That's true, too. Um, yeah. But even that's a patriarchal statement because calling someone a douche is, like... Douches are completely unnecessary anyways, aren't they? It's a thing. It's when you're like, oh, you're yeah, a douche. Yeah, you shouldn't use a douche. You probably shouldn't yeah. because it's not good Douches to clear out all of your... Douches are not good for your vagina. Because you're clearing out all your, like, fo- flora okay. and fauna in there. Um, I'm not doing well for myself because I'm not... <laughs> I, I'm trying... Uh, okay, anyways. Men are bad people. No, we can't blanket statement that. Come on. No, they're, men are oppressed by patriarchy, too. They're victims of the system as well they because are. they don't have they, to... They, they really yeah. are because they think that like uh how do I word this uh here you think about it and I'll tell Heather about my jokes I just find it so I silly and ironic that in our language the patriarchy is so evident I have a joke I tell almost at every set now where it's a lot of patriarchy and I but observe it I used to have I used to menstruate every 
month. I used to menstruate. Why would we call it menstruation? Who who produced the language and how do we keep this language going? Every time anybody says it, menstruate, and they think it's gross. Like, why would we choose patriarchal names? Why would we call it menopause? Are you fucking kidding me? It doesn't happen to men. And it's in the, but men are going to pause on you because they're like, oh, she can't have a baby anymore. But why do we even in our language, when you have sex for the first time, you break your hymen. Hymen, hi, hi, now I can have sex with you all. Like, even all of the words that intimately work with our, with our specific uh, genitalia have to do with the patriarchy and that we just keep that going and we don't change the name. I feel like we should change the name of menopause to something else. Like, yeah, right? Because every yeah. time we say the word, it's all about men, but it has nothing to do with them at all. And they're like, oh, that's gross. Why did you want you not? You're not sexy anymore. You're not attractive to men anymore. And it's like, Ugh. in quotations, <laughs> oh, Fix that problem. There we go. No, no, no. I'll clean it up. It's fine. It, it, it affects our lives in quotations. Oh, and I'm because not saying that's men. correct. <gasps> I'm not saying that's correct. I, I never thought of it that way. Of course they would put it that way because it affects them. It affects right, us something some happening way. to their stuff. Sub to the things that they own. <gasps> yeah. Oh, man. It attributes to the patriarchy, you know? Wow. I never thought of it that way because it, it affects their ownership over my uterus. Wow. You ever notice how somebody that's like really patriarchal never, never knows how to make a girl come? Interesting. No, I haven't noticed that yet. I try never? not to. I, I, haven't tried I try to not to fuck people who are really into the patriarchy. Yeah, so me I, too. I don't know. They yeah. never do. It's just yeah. you, all you end up is, is your balls and their, like, their balls in your mouth. You don't oh actually God, get to have sex with them. I don't understand feminism. Why is it no girl under me? <laughs> Have you ever touched a clitoris? Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever licked one before? I like that the word clitoris has nothing. To, there's no word. There's no man. There's no. There's no man in clitoris. There's no man in clitoris. And there shouldn't be. Yeah, there shouldn't. There should be man on clitoris, but there shouldn't be man in. Well, you can't have man in clitoris. Well, tongue on clitoris. Or, yeah, but it's yeah. not in. It's on, which is good. Uh, That's good. Okay, you know, Aaron. I'm, Aaron, you have to you have to stop for a second because we're going to say goodbye to Heather because we're going to wrap okay. up. But we'll say we'll say that goodbye to Aaron Lewis. He's been great. It's been great to be to have a little bit of mansplaining in this menopause situation. Um, I know everything, folks. Yeah. I'm a man. He's a man. I, He's got I it totally all. know everything. He does. I totally know everything. <laughs> well, we thank You've you. You've never heard a woman like Pam Benjamin tell you a. Like really intelligent things before, because everything intelligent comes from comes from from a man. Dumbass dude. It's hey, it's you. You're it's it's your world, baby. You live it. No, I'm kidding. Mutiny Radio, I love you so much. Uh, this is a woman's world. Let's lick some clits. Fucking lick the pussy, all right? Amen. Eat the pussy. Eat the pussy. Be a man. I'm on board with eating the pussy. That seems like a good mantra. Fucking pussy, all right? Thank you, Aaron Lewis. Uh, I love you all. I love you all. Thank you. All right. Here we are with Heather out of Portland. And I want to thank you so much for enlightening me on what's going to be happening to my body for the next six years. Six years? 
six oh, years. Yep. Yeah, well, you probably already knocked a few out maybe without even knowing it. But I want to thank you, Pam, for bringing it up because I'm really serious that people need to talk about it. Women need to be prepared for it yeah. so that there's not so much shame around it because you can't control it. It's a biological function you can't control. Why are we shaming women about it? Let's all talk about Let's it. Let's all talk so about thanks it. Thanks for thank having me. Thank you so much, Heather. You are always, you're always welcome uh, to call in at Mutiny Radio. It's, it's always a pleasure to have you. And I can't wait to have you at the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival coming Ooh, up March 1st through 7th, 2020. Yay! Yay. Um, thank you, Pam. I really it's been appreciate a pleasure. you. Have a great day. Yay! That that was some call me tim that was really really great today uh thank you so much aaron four for being here you, four minutes of commentary from your comedian peers come on fridays for happy hour six to eight here at mutiny radio all the comics wonderful hilarious people in the scene get to know them hang out do a set have it recorded here and on a podcast at mutinyradio.fm and come in on saturdays from four to six Get long sets, because no one ever shows up. So it's like stage time, and people can listen. Come on by to Mutiny Radio. Get your comedy on, baby. Tell me what you think about your situation. Complication, aggravation. Is it getting to you? Then tune in live every Sunday from 12 to 2 p.m. to the Edge of Insanity with myself, Paul Brumbaugh, Kit Marie, Brandon Ray, and Mistress Christine. All on Muni Radio. That's right, PCRcollective.org. We'll see you there.
bring you this our philosophy. Sing along with us, dee 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 dee, da 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 da, yeah we're happy happy, da da da, dee da da dee da 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 da.
A girl comes towards you, once you used to know. You reach out your hand, but you're all alone. And most time passages. I know you're in. station on for Rodney on the Rock.
as far as money goes so we need you folks to come out and and help us donate when you go to the website click on there and give us some some of that paper coated with chlorophyll dollar bill and this is this is going out to Tina Weymouth and her and her friends over in the Nassau area FlatbackBlastingMediaRadio.fm
Tigers. We fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers. We're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear, too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Davis, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834.
mutinyradio.fm. Hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for the Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that, uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Apply now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020 coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. But you can apply now through November 30th. 50 shows in seven days, over 50 comics from all around the U.S., and you could be one of them. Go to the Mutiny Radio website, www.mutinyradio.fm. Click the Apply button. Pay that 20 bucks. Donate to Mutiny Radio and apply with your five-minute video to the Mutiny Radio 5th Annual Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 7th, 2020. Submissions close November 30th. Get those submissions in now. You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even going to be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8 That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. 
For a burger, Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counteroffer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counteroffer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counteroffer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counteroffer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counteroffer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counteroffer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counteroffer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Hey, you open micer in San Francisco comedy scene. Maybe you want time to do jokes. Well, this is the place to do it. Mutiny Radio. We have three open mic a week just for you. Monday's joke workshop from 6 to 8. Come and get four minutes and four minutes of commentary from your comedian peers. Come on Fridays for happy hour 6 to 8 here at Mutiny Radio. All the comics. Wonderful, hilarious people in the scene. Get to know them. Hang out. Do a set. Have it recorded here and on a podcast at mutinyradio.fm. And come in on Saturday.